The following message was presented by Brother John Cullum, April 4th, 1976, at The Waiting on God, entitled, The Spiritual Man. Go back through the years when Mother Ruth would say, would you pray for our precious John? Pray for our precious John. 62, 63, 64, 65, 66. And then Jesus opened heaven and gave me privilege to pray for him one night and told me conviction would come, told me when. She wrote it down. It last 30 seconds. Then we'd live so many days and come back. It last 30 seconds. Live so many days and come back. Last 30 seconds. She wrote them all down and God verified it by a long distance call or a letter from John. And then Jesus wooed and called, wooed and tugged at his heart. And he came to Jesus, May the 24th, 1968. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. Jesus answered many prayers for this precious son, many of his people. Shall we pray? Lord, we're so thankful for your guidance. It's been such a marvel. Day in and day out in these times of waiting upon thee. Each time has been so exciting. And it seems many of the guidances have begun out of the weakness of those involved. And we're so thankful for thou hast chosen the weak things of this world to confound the mighty. Yes. And so we, uh, we rejoice in our weakness and in the wonder of thy guidance. Yes. For we know that uh, thou hast chosen to work through foolishness, and we wish to rest in this this morning, trusting for thy work among us, for preaching. it is thy precious help in the word alone that could sustain us in these few minutes. Yes. In thy name we pray. Praise the Lord. When we were privileged to be with the dear ones in Memphis, Brother John and I felt so honored to be among them. These dear ones met us and greeted us as, we, as if we were the chosen vessels for the entire state of Tennessee. Such love and appreciation, such honor, it placed us on our face. We, we didn't know what to do except to try to thank the Lord and cry out to be faithful. One evening, day by day, we just trusted in the Holy Spirit because of his guidance through your heart, help Brother John to know what to share. He'd help him his heart to know what was to come next, whether it was prayer or thanksgiving or just waiting. We had such a, an excellent time. Praises. And in spite of our terrible poverty, the Lord gave us such rest. Amen. We went each evening and each uh, the morning services as if, as if we, we were just full. And Brother John and I felt we might have five minutes to share if we both put together all we knew. <laughs> so you can imagine what rejoicing was in our heart each time, each day when Jesus would help us. And we'd get through, we'd say, oh Lord, it had to be you. We, we didn't have anything. <laughs> and oh, the dear God. ones in this precious living room, they were as happy as we were. And so... They were so appreciative of what God was doing. That's my heart. As happy as you were. One night, I'm so thankful, one night we gathered 
<coughs> and that afternoon, as we were trying to wait upon the Lord, I placed four different volumes out on the bed and got down beside the bed. One was God's Word, A Voice in the Wilderness, Dr. G.D. Watson's Love Abounding, and uh, the Book of Spiritual Verse by Dr. Tozer, his collection. And the Lord led me to Love Abounding to certain passages, two, two or three chapters, and I had such a wonderful time. But uh, though I wanted to share what I'd read, it wasn't a part of me. It was just something wonderful I'd read. And that night, after Jesus had led so preciously, Brother John turned to me so sweetly. He says, uh, Brother, I believe you're to share. Wonderful, I said. Uh, <clears throat> does Jesus want to tell you what I'm to share about? <laughs> or uh, is there the people? Do the dear ones have the idea? Or is he supposed to tell me? And he didn't say anything, but he felt I was to have the guidance, and I didn't have any. And of course, this dear servant has told us about the life of trust, but we were in it. For we didn't know. We were right here, and we didn't know the step before us. And so we simply began to share about how the Lord had been trying to teach us a little about the spiritual man. And that which was natural to the spiritual man being entirely foreign to the natural man. And uh, I'll not take the time to try to find the scripture, for uh, my mind is rather blank at this point. So you will bear with me, please, in understanding where the scripture is, where Paul defines the natural, the carnal, and the spiritual man. third chapter of First Corinthians. Thank you. Maybe we could read that. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that. We start in the last three verses of the second chapter. Thank you. I appreciate this help. Oh, you're fine, fine. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? And but we have the mind of Christ. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. We find in these four verses three different individuals, three separate categories, perhaps even personalities, within this body. The natural, the carnal, and the spiritual. I'm not able to do much discerning between where one begins and where one ends. But uh, in my short walk with Jesus, striving to learn how to walk with him, I have come in contact with two distinct individuals I'm able to focus on. They are able to resolve into separate entities. And one is the spiritual. It's clearly defined as the Isaac within our nature, the child of promise, the one who cannot be there according to all natural standards. He's a child of uh, a miracle. Yes. His father is heavenly. At least his origin is because of a heavenly father. Yes. Though it uh, takes place within the natural realm. Yes. The other is the Ishmael. He's the child of bondage. Yes. 
the child who uh, is understood easily, he's at home in this earth, yes, sir. and his patterns are after the patterns of the finest of human understanding. Yes, sir. The believer discovers once he starts his precious little walk with Jesus, his sins have been placed under the blood, he's a new child in the, the kingdom, he doesn't know much, but he knows God's his father, and there's an unmistakable joy in his soul. He discovers suddenly he has an elder brother who's been around for some time. And he's very clever, has a loud, brash voice. And suddenly the toddler within the soul, this young spiritual creature, is having to fend his way in the, in the daily home life where it should be comfort and rest with an Ishmael who's constantly accusing, knocking him around, trying to discourage him. Yes. So we began that night to try to discover a little more about the spiritual man, about that creature within us that God wants to nurture, that little one that is born of heaven and finds this world no friend of grace. True. And we began to investigate primarily the area of rejoicing, of praise. And I've discovered for myself that uh, to some measure my ability to praise the Lord, to thank him, to feel at home in adoration with Jesus is very constrained. It feels like there's some restraining garment around my whole being. And I long, I long, the spiritual creature within me longs to give thanks and praise to God. Praise the Lord. But there's some great restraint upon that. And sometimes uh, when we uh, get into groups like this and the praise exceeds that which we're accustomed to in our privacy of our little prayer closet or in our local congregation, it is difficult to press past a certain uh, learned response in terms of adoration or praise. And that night we were trying to uh, define what is natural to the spiritual man and what is natural to the natural man. And in that little company of precious believers, we began to uh, experience that even in this small company, it was difficult to praise the Lord. It was difficult to mention the name of Jesus with ease. In order to mention it, uh, the name of Jesus, we had to almost theatricalize it in terms of songs or theatricalized prayer. But to talk about Jesus, just to talk how we love him. To look in each other's faces and say, I love Jesus. I'm so thankful for what the Lord Jesus has done for me today. Hallelujah. We found there's a tendency of embarrassment begins to creep in. And uh, we're not able to say it so sweetly. We're not able to say it fervently. We like to exhort one another, but some restraint comes over our soul. And we're not free. And we were taking a little wandering path that night because we didn't know what we were to share. And we di were discovering along the way that the Ishmael in our nature was accusing the child of promise. For the spiritual man, his natural breath is praise. To the one born of God, the natural breath of the spiritual man is to thank him, to adore him, to worship him. Well, the rocks, the trees, they should give thanks. And to the spiritual man, how much more praise is natural. And we're trying to discover that if there is any embarrassment between believers, 
and thanking God and discussing the things of the kingdom. It's the Ishmael in our nature. It's Satan working through the natural man to accuse yes. and buffet us. Definitely. Well, as we follow this little path of investigation around, trying to encourage the spiritual man within each of us to be uh, strengthened, to be encouraged in his father. Yes. We finally got to a, a little statement made by Dr. Watson in one of the chapters af afternoon. And he said very simply, I have heard precious people, he called them sanctified people, praying for the power of God. Dr. Watson said, and in this prayer they confess that they have no power. It is because, he said, they are desiring an unnatural power. Oh, that hurts my heart. They are desiring an expression of the miraculous. Yes, sir. Some unusual manifestation of the power that is peculiarly God's. He did not say this, but I sensed within my own nature something within the earth part of me that possibly there could be even a desire to be God himself within me. When praying for power, then not just to have the power, but to be the power. To have that type of unusual control over situations and circumstances and personality within the, the deep wickedness of my heart that desire to control. And I discovered that that wickedness, though it may not be expressed over the lives of others, there's such a tenacious grip on my heart to control my own life. I least want that power, that power, that right to control my own life to some measure. But he said real sweetly, beautifully, right to the heart, he said, our power is in believing God in believing God, this is our power. Yes. Now, I thought that was real simple, but the more we began to dwell on it that night, and we were just walking like this, we didn't know where we were going, but we were enjoying going, when that phrase, in believing God, we began to see if we really believed that we were children of our Heavenly Father, that we have an inheritance incorruptible, Amen. reserved in, in heaven. Heart. It begins to place a, a different environment about us. Believing God, simply believing. And what God has already shared through you at this waiting, I can see that our ability to believe is in always dependent upon our obedience. For well, we cannot, we cannot maintain the vision of who God is and who we are as his children. And our vision of who we are is dependent upon our understanding of Him. Our Help vision me, Jesus. of Him. Wake us up, Lord. Simply believing. Believing God. Help us, Jesus. See, the, the trouble is that we've heard these words so often. How do we enter into the actuality of what is our privilege in the kingdom? Of yeah. believing who we are. Jesus. As we uh, investigated further, the Lord being our helper through His his precious gifts he helped us to see that whenever we accept any of the accusations of Ishmael against who we are in the kingdom that we are not believing God think of it 
Now he has told us that we are beloved to him. He tells us that we're beloved to him. Yes. That we're his children. Please turn cassette to side two. Thank you. But Ishmael is continuing to accuse us through our frailties, through our shortcomings. And whether we want to believe this or we, we feel that there is some need of punishment to us, we are not able to resist that voice entirely and free ourselves from all of this cloud of accusation around us and say, I belong to God. I'm a child of the King. And review through Scripture, review in prayer, not what we've done, but who our Father is and what He's done. Well, Isaac ha had nothing to do with it. Yeah, he was born, he was born by promise because of the faithfulness of God to his father. Yeah. Our, our strength is in believing God and in reviewing what God has done for us. Some of the, the reality of who we are begins to take root again. That's why reviewing is so essential as we review the reality of who we are in the kingdom. I'd rather, I'd rather say the reality of who God is and who we are in relationship to Him. Praise the Lord. He then uh, helped us to see a little into our own weakness. Perhaps you've not experienced this, but in the last few weeks and months I've had such a terrible discouragement in my times of waiting upon God. It seems that I've uh, I've not I've not been satisfied in almost every area of my time of waiting upon God. And to this little passage of Dr. Watson when he said our strength our power is in believing God. Just so sweetly the Holy Spirit showed me that in my times of waiting upon him my praise, my adoration, my waiting upon him has been hindered because I've not believed that God really wanted to hear my praise. I had accepted the, the accusation from within and without because my praise is so poor. Oh, my thanksgiving is so inadequate. My body is so weak. I'm so weary. It, the, the whole uh, pattern of my time of waiting on him seemed to add up to one great equation of failure, of disappointment. And because it was disappointing to me, uh, I had accepted the accusation it was disappointing to God. That was a liar. And because of this, you, I could not come to Him. I did not believe that God loved me. And I couldn't come with Him as a child in adoration and let the praise just lift out and bubble in thanksgiving, no Hallelujah. matter how awkward. Praise the Lord. I, I did not believe that God wanted to hear my praise. And while we were just walking through this strange little land, I began to sense that God loved me. Yes, I began to believe it a little more. I know this is real simple. Oh, but if it encouraged one or two of us and encouraged me a little more to believe that God wants to hear my praise. He's waiting. He's waiting to hear yes. my praise. Yes. Well, this encouraged me. 
it made me want to get to the time of waiting a little more. I began to be excited uh, about uh, getting to my father because he delighted in hearing my praise. Oh, indeed. Just the simple fact of believing God. Believing God. And the other thing he showed me was that uh, in the desperate wickedness of my heart, I was using the time of praise and thanksgiving as a step to something else. See, I got on the step of praise in order to get to the next step of intercession or blessing or uh, insight. I wasn't, I wasn't happy with no, the step of hear praise. It, hear it. See, he showed me I wasn't delighted just to stay there. I was, uh, I was trying to get through it as quick as I can or, or as best I could in order to... to hear where we are. So by God's grace in that precious evening when I had nothing to share, the Lord took me to two great weaknesses in my own heart. He told me that my praise, that my presence, that my waiting upon Him was, was dear to Him, no matter how feeble it might be. My presence before Him was dear to him and he was waiting for me he delighted in me he delights in you the father delights in you so the world has told you that you're dull yes your, your friends in school have told you that you're stupid that you're uninteresting that you're tedious that you're ugly now we don't say that. We try to encourage ourselves in the mirror best we can. But down underneath, the, the devil has uh, convinced most of us that we're unlovely. And if people really knew what we were like and who we were underneath, they wouldn't be so kind to us. But our Father believes the Father. Believe God. Praise the Lord. Oh, he loves you. He loves me. Very he much. loves us. Yes. We must believe. Just believe him. And that comes through obedience. As we obey the Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm convinced. My faith is that I'm able to believe him better. I'm able to believe the word more completely. How Our strength is in believing God. That's all I had to say. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God, the Father, the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This concludes.